The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. gentlemen we're working on the second installment of the two-part series from pilgrim society the first one got some great responses um you know obviously you heard me bitching and moaning that no one's talking about these people there are some people talking about them odd man out i mentioned him last time um i heard uh, infinite fringe actually had him on and they were speaking about it a little bit too it's all fun and it's great to know that some you know, podcasts are out there mentioning these things. Um, but, you know, we want to we want to kind of build on that. We want to make sure that we can get some deeper research. The last episode, if you listen to the full thing and if you're a Patreon subscriber, you've met Ghost from My Third Eye and he is joining me for this one as well. We wanted to tag team this subject because they can't kill both of us. You know what I mean? No. So I think that, you know, it's, it's already risky, uh, you know, to try and go after one of us, but both of us, it's a no go. So ghost, how are you doing? Dude? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm excited to talk about this again, because in the first episode, we kind of laid down some of the foundational stuff when it comes to the Pilgrim Society. But then I wanted to, you know, not only go after Kamala Harris, which is who I was kind of bringing up in the Patreon portion of the first episode. The safest guy to attack in the world is Donald Trump, and that's who I'm focusing on on this one. I don't know what kind of research you've done, but I'm excited to hear what you have because um, this is going to be on YouTube as well. So anyone that's viewing this on YouTube only, make sure that you check out the uh, the podcast feed wherever you listen to podcasts. And then if you're viewing this on the podcast feed, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever, not only subscribe to Patreon, not only go and leave Ghost and My Third Eye a five-star review and show him some love, but go and subscribe and like all the videos on the Dangerous World podcast YouTube. This is something I'm going to be working on a lot more, and I uh, really appreciate the love that people are showing me on Patreon lately. It's jumped up a couple hundred bucks, and I, I, I was not expecting that uh, because of the skirmish that was going down. And, uh, you know, it, it's just worked out in an interesting way uh, that I didn't actually see that happening. So uh, thanks to everybody that keeps it real and keeps it, you know, just like straight up, you know, supporting people that actually think for themselves. Um, with that being said, Ghost, I want you to plug your stuff right off the bat here for everybody on YouTube, everybody, you know, there's not many on YouTube yet, but, you know, quite a few people here on the podcast feed and uh, hopefully we can get some people over to your great show. By the way, dude, you really impressed me the way that you were talking with uh, your friend Alan on the episode, which I don't think you've released yet, uh, this talk at the tavern. And um, not only does he have some incredible information, but like you and, and Randy do talk about some interesting things that I haven't really heard many people talking about either. So I, I always like to show love when people are, are bringing up some shit that I haven't really heard about. Oh, thank you. Yeah, dude, it was yeah. great. I was like, damn, dude, Ghost is dropping fire in this one. It was, it, when is that <laughs> going to come out? Do you know? Um, I have to tweak a little bit of the uh, audio on that one because Alan dropped some names of family members that I, I need to go in and find and take out because they oh. do have high profile jobs over where they live. 
So <clears throat> I'll probably drop it next next week sometime. I I try to drop at least one of them a week. Um, yeah. I still haven't dropped uh, my first actual my third eye podcast episode for the year yet. Uh, my the first one I did was talk at the tavern that we recorded on Christmas Eve. So um, oh shit, yeah. So I'm a little bit behind, but um, just kind of waiting on some things. Um, not in any rush. I always have you know the taverns that that I can drop, and I do have backup you know, interviews that I do need to get out there. Uh, had, a had a blast though, Friday. I mean, I love talking with Alan any chance I get met him on telegram over about a year, a little over a year ago, close to it. And man, and I, I've told you this before, you know, there's times I can walk away with a headache, but it's in a good way because he, he just drops a lot of knowledge, which shocked me when I, he goes, I don't really have much information on the pilgrim society and i was just like holy shit alan this is the first fucking conversation or question that i've ever asked you that you didn't know anything about really so but he he does he he brings he brings a good game he's he's missing a calling for sure yeah it's an interesting deal dude it's it's very weird and we're gonna do some visuals here since this is going on youtube so i recommend anyone listening um you know go and check out this this video here but um plug plug your show and uh your socials your email anything that you want people to go and find you on all right yeah you can uh, i'm highly active on instagram um my third eye podcast uh i do have a youtube um you can check that out uh, my third eye podcast as well um you can see uh, an episode it, it's a little lengthy it's about three hours and 45 minute long uh interview that i did with with alan on his work of with lines of destiny um, my email, if you want to, you know, hit me up, shoot some, uh, ideas for show or want to be, you know, feel you have something to offer and be a guest on my show is my third iPod at gmail.com. And, uh, other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm on Twitter at my third iPod. Uh, I do have Facebook, but I'm, I don't know. It, Facebook's dying. Um, yeah. I, I, I hardly even get on it on my, my personal account. So, I mean, like I said, I have a page over there, my third eye podcast, but I, I don't post much to it. I'm mainly, mainly on Instagram and, you know, pretty, pretty active. I got my first video taken down because apparently it had tennis TV and, you know, they own the rights to the video that I, I posted. So fuck them. Oh shit. Okay. Well, you know, it happens. Yeah. It happens to the best of us, dude. Yeah, um, it sucks because it was just a little ball boy given the tennis player you know, balls back. And then the tennis player threw two of them down that he didn't want. So he ran out and grabbed and turned around and run back and did a face plant right into the fucking wall. <laughs> it was just a funny video. I, you know, I was fucking dying laughing, but Oh, well, whatever. Shit. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some dude. That's what happens, man. But, um, I don't know, dude, you know, the first one that we did here with the pilgrims was really, um, it was a fun conversation and right now I'm just kind of going through and I'm looking at these different tables of, you know, banks and businesses and law firms that I want to show since this is going to be a YouTube deal. And, you know, I brought up this character, this family to, uh, to, to Alan, to your buddy that that's, you know, seems very knowledgeable with a lot of really interesting information and the Dillon family was the specific one that I brought up because he's out of Ireland. This Dillon family is out of Ireland as well. Um, I don't see the O'Briens on here. That was another one that he mentioned. But we tend to see a lot of people coming out of Ireland that are part of the elites. They tend to represent the Catholic side of things. So Very much so. Yeah, dude. So it's kind of interesting. And, and you've mentioned that there was like this, this classic battle of um, – you know, Catholics versus Protestants or whatever. And we're going to get into that here, dude, because, um, you know, obviously the, during the revolutionary war here in the United States, the elites were tending to represent Britain or they were siding with Britain. And I mean, we're talking Carnegie, Rockefeller, the big, big names that everyone like household names. Um, it became unfavorable to really support this side of things, to support the Protestants out of England. So uh, the Anglican Church had to switch over to the Episcopal Church. I think that's how you say it. Um, but it, it's a weird, weird situation. And you see it repeated over and over again um, where, you know, these people will literally fund somebody like Donald Trump to put him up there and make him seem like he's doing everything to go against them. 
But I mean, Donald Trump was sitting there talking about how, you know, we need to bolster the military. I can't think of anything more like pro-elite. The military industrial complex goes for the elite. And dude, I love my military people, man. Like the military, the people, the rank and file people are great people with like widely without exception. Obviously, any t- anytime you take a group, there's going to be some shit bags in there too. But all in all, the, the rank and file military people, the people that are out there just trying to, you know, do what they believe is right to stick up for their country and stick up for the weaker people that, that can't fight. All in all, those are great people. But yeah, I think sure. a lot of times these generals are horrible. And you know something about that, Ghost. You served in the military, right? Yeah. Yeah. The higher up you get, um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And then, you know, absolute power, you know, corrupts. So when they get all the way, you know, to these big prolific spotlights like Flynn and what have you, million you know, level and stuff, right? yeah, yeah, uh, they, you know, they're not. I'm not saying they take bribes or do whatever, but you know, their pockets are getting lined somewhere somehow. Whether it's through probably another fam- family member, in my opinion, uh, just so it doesn't get traced back directly to them, because you know, that's, that's a very punishable offense under the uniform code of military justice. So, you know, but like you said, rank and file, like, you know, that, that was my job rank and file, you know, I loved it and, you know, getting out and now getting into this game and looking into a lot of different things, you know, my, my, my viewpoint on the military and its purpose has kind of weighed. Um, I, I do think we need a military, but I don't, I don't, I don't think us civilians shouldn't be able to have an F-16 or an Abrams tank. You know what I mean? Because the Second Amendment ultimately was put there to overthrow a tyrannical government. Well, if a tyrannical government has control of this big, huge military, you know, there are going to be some good people that won't do it. But, you know, it just like the Civil War, you know, you're going to be fighting brother against brother and, you know, soldier against citizen. So I. I don't know. I mean, I like how he, he did give some funding to to the military and, and, and beefed it up a little bit because it was suffering just for the for the common Joe. But I think uh, I think you're right. I think it's used to uh, do some pretty nefarious stuff all around the world. Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. I mean, you know, I, I, it's interesting to think about the idea that, like, are any of these wars actually organically fought? Like, do do you know what I mean? Like, I, it seems that nearly every war if not every war is fought because there's some monetary interests involved it's not because like you know and and when the united states jumps in it seems that we jump in because we're protecting money interests right mm. oh very, um, very much so i mean yeah first thing when we said it on the last episode first thing we did when we went over to iraq was secure the the you know the, the museums and stuff and then later it comes out that you know we were helping protect the CIA back heroin trade, you know, and, and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it, it, it I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And, and dude, I'm sure that it pisses you off. You know what I mean? Cause like there's everybody that's in the military loses friends and shit like that. And, and these people, like I said, like you guys are going out there and you're doing what you believe in. So you're not, you're not sitting there. You don't believe in, in protecting the bank cartels, monetary interests. You believe in like protecting your neighbors and your kids and your wives and your husbands and shit like that. Um, so that that's a big problem here. And and we see this with almost every war. And, and the reason that I bring that up is because supposedly the, uh, you know, the, the Pilgrim Society was created. And directly after that, you have World War One going down. Right. I mean, this was back. Yeah, in shocker. yeah. And so there's theories that these guys were were the planners the financiers of world war one. Um, so let's get into some, some of the stuff here before that really quick. I do want to say uh, to listen to the full version of this episode and all the other episodes, go to patreoncom slash dangerous world podcast. And of course the store, if you want to uh, buy any t-shirts or buy any of that fun stuff, the hoodies, all that good shit ghost. I, I, I know you just bought a couple. I'm going to send you a few free ones too. Um, that is dangerousworldstore.com and uh t-shirts are 1776 uh the hoodies are 35 dollars, and then we got some stickers as well 
And before we roll on as well, Manscaped, dude, I don't know, Ghost, if you shave your nuts. Do you shave your nuts or do you shave your back or any of that shit? I know you don't shave your um, beard. Uh, no, I don't shave my beard. Uh, but you you need a separate Manscaped if you want to shave your beard and your balls. So you don't want to shave your face with your, your balls. But I do. I do use use Manscaped. Um, before I got in the podcast game, um, obviously, I was a fan of your show. And that's, that's actually how I got my manscape. Uh, I got the lawnmower 3.0 and I used, you know, your promo code code danger. So, you know, it saved me 20% and dude, I get a great product. I also signed up for the extra, you know, I think you pay 1599 every four months or whatever. And they automatically send you a new blade and then maybe a sample product. I, I think the last one I got were like ball wipes. So, you know, and then, you know, my, my wife was sitting there. I was like, I wonder if I can use this. I don't see why you can't. Doesn't know if you have balls or lips, like you know, like you say, Ryan. So yeah, well, <laughs> I, I love from it. What I, from what I understand, too, is that you you were infected with the Zika virus before you bought Manscaped, and then Manscaped cured you of the Zika virus. Yes, yes, absolutely. So this is a little bit of a dated thing, but I mean, you you really went back and you you took care of yourself. Uh, they explicitly told me not to make medical claims with Manscaped, but I do it anyway because it's fun. Uh, and you, and, and it's true. You know, you can, you can cure serious diseases just by shaving yourself. And it also adds a few inches to your cock. So it's a big, big deal. Um, it doesn't matter like the, the literal length that changes. It's all about perspective. So, you know, you really set yourself up. And, uh, you know, no one's going to be mad if you've got a cleanly shaven sack. So uh, you can go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code danger. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping wherever you go, wherever you're buying it from. And it's worth it. Okay. You're not going to, you're not going to regret it. So let me just tell you that right now. Okay. Uh, Ghost doesn't regret it because he's got a, it's actually, you know, wider than it is long for me. You know, I'm I'm four inches wide, two inches long, and then it grows a little bit every time yeah. I shave. So it's that's just how I am. I, yeah. I can't I can't touch the bottom of a tuna can, but I blow the sides out there every fucking time. That's all that matters, dude, because the, the width is really what the uh, the ladies feel. So it's important. And if you're gay, men feel the same way about their about their uh, their butt their butt puss. You know what I mean? So it's a big <laughs> deal. So we need yeah. to make sure that we treat everybody equally here. And uh, Manscaped does that. So, uh, again, promo code DANGER over there at Manscaped.com. Appreciate you guys supporting that. They really do support free speech, and they support, you know, podcasts, and they're a great company. So, uh, moving on from the housekeeping, okay? Let me share my screen with you here, and let's see if you can see what I see. Uh, I've got a few things that I'll share with you here. So, first of all, can you see that, Ghost? Yep. Yep. Just came through. Boom. Okay. So I want to share this idea here. Trump graduating from University of Pennsylvania. Okay. Now, as I mentioned, as we talked about in the last episode, you have most of these, you know, American Pilgrim Society people coming out of, of uh, you know, Harvard, Yale, um, you know, these big Ivy League schools. And there's, I actually have a different little tab open that I'm going to share with you guys here about some really hidden secret societies in these Ivy League schools. There's 13 Ivy League schools here in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. But you have Trump coming out of University of Pennsylvania, okay? Um, and they say he's most likely a member of the Sphinx Senior Society, the Mortar Board Senior Society, or the Friars uh, Senior Society. And like the, the order of probability kind of drops as, as I list those names. So most likely he's a member of the Sphinx Senior Society. And I go to their website here. Their logo alone, it seems like it's a skull and bones ripoff, right? I mean, like you have a pharaoh with a skull. Um, you mentioned, you saw, you can see up here, this dude's throwing up the devil horns. Yep. Um, seems like their, their symbol is holding up the five. Um, and then you have you have a, a fist in front of it. So you have the the I don't know if it's a turkey or if it's a goat or whatever. I don't know what they're going for here. Um, you see, it's a very diverse group of young kids. You know, uh, yeah. Diverse, your guess is they, as good as mine. Yeah, the I mean, hand symbol. I I've never seen it, so I don't know. Well, and neither have I, dude. I, I actually just learned about this whole society, but it's just fascinating to me that you have 
the way that the elites think of diversity is people that look different and, and, you know, in all different kinds of ways, but they all think the same way. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. diversity to them. That's true diversity. As long as you all have the same thoughts, but you look different, you, you're welcome in. You know, if you're, you know, able-bodied or not, or if you're, you know, intelligent or not, you know, they need to fill their quotas. They need to make sure that, that, you know, this is like a, literally like a picture of a science book that we're seeing right here. Um, so you see this, the Sphinx Senior Society, okay? This is a, a society that I hadn't heard about. You just said that, that you haven't either. So I'm interested to know if many other people have heard about it. Um, do you see this this whole thing with the history? Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of funny how it was founded in 1900. Yeah, so it, That's I mean, just it's a couple of years before the Pilgrim Society. Exactly. So the reason that I bring that up, man, um, not only have I not heard of it, but you have just very, very interesting synchronicities with the founding. You have weird, weird connections with like Trump and and how he comes to be with this whole thing. Um, this is that point that I was bringing up to you, how, you know, the Pilgrim Society, New York branch in 1903, uh, featured charter members who were military brass from both sides of the Civil War. We talked about the Civil War a little bit last time. Um, and, and the article that this dude wrote, um, and I'm going to go up just to make sure that I shout out this article properly and make sure that people can go and find this if they want to look into the whole information. Um, that, you know, this was the, the financiers, uh, the plotters of wall street written by Charles Coleman. This is the book right here. If anyone wants to check it out, Charles Albert Coleman, um, they lay this case out pretty darn well that the pilgrim society itself actually was the, the financiers of world war one, likely world war two, and probably everything before that. And after that, cause Britain's been around forever, dude. I mean, like the UK, oh, yeah. the crown, they've been around since since you know the dawning of modern times um, oh absolutely yeah dude so this is this is what you guys need to check out if you want to read this whole thing it's like a 46 page pdf 47 page pdf donald trump pilgrim society operative uh presented february 2016 by charles savoy i think is how you pronounce his name and That's it's just yeah. yeah i mean who knows dude you know <laughs> neither one of us are great readers no i'm half retard so <laughs> Yeah, that me I'm I'm the other half. We make a a full yeah. retard. But, you know, so we're going to go down here and and it's just like we said, we see the same people backing these same institutions. I want to bring up these four dudes here and and jump in here. I know that you did some research on some of those uh institutions that I was talking about, but these four names, Edward F. Darrell, uh James G. Harbord, KCMG DSM. I don't know what the fuck that is. And then Thomas W. Lamont. Um, Edward Dare was president of the British Empire Chamber of Commerce, whose first USA meeting was held at the Bankers Club in Manhattan. Brigadier or Brigadier. Brigadier General. Okay, there we go. See, maybe you should be reading this. I fucking <laughs> Brigadier General James Harvard was chief of staff in France in World War One and had many other credits. In 1922, the Pilgrims inner circle placed him at the helm of Radio Corporation of America. So, again, you're getting shit tapping into, you know, communication, into programming and so on. Yeah. Um, he had fought the Spanish-American War of, ni- of 1898. And pursued Mexican bandit Pancho Villa, whose Pon- Pancho Villa's skull is supposedly in Skull and Bones. Yeah, which I don't know how they still get away with that. With you know, you know, <laughs> why isn't the left all over that? Well, I mean, they would be if they were told to be. You know what I mean? Antifa True. is just a fucking front for for a bunch of kids, uh, dude. How many Antifa kids are actually anti-fascist? Because like a lot of these kids' parents work at you know Raytheon. And they work at these corporations, which, you know, yes, they have places in society, but don't act like you don't support capitalism and co- colonialism and all these things. If you're if your fucking mom or dad works at Raytheon, OK, oh, or, exactly. and I'm not I'm not picking on Raytheon, but like, you know, take your pick skunk works, any of these freaking organizations and societies. These people like money, man, and they like to have money and they like to pretend that they don't like having money. Oh, Absolutely. Um, 
I, I'm pretty sure this is the same PDF that I came across when I was researching for the, the first episode and I had mentioned it to you. Um, and you're like, yeah, is it so many pages? I was like, yeah. And it, it's funny that, um, cause when I was reading it somehow, some way I was on to the Trump thing. And yeah. now today you're like, let's, let's hit hard on, on some Trump issues w- with this, this secret society and what have you. And, I, I remember uh, reading a little bit about this, especially to, uh, is it Thomas Lamont or whatever? Um, yeah, it, and it, to me, some of the the things that they start come off as positive, like something that would be good. And then the further you read into it, it's like, oh, the, it, they're out for nefarious reasons, like <laughs> that basically in a nutshell want to watch the world burn on our expense well and that's interesting that you bring that out ghost because i don't i don't know if they want to burn the world down because then where like they they like their slaves you know what i mean they they need their slaves and and the whole thing the idea behind the uh like the Georgia Guidestones and how that whole thing lays it out to where they need a certain amount of people. Um, there's, there's, I guess, I think if I'm not mistaken, there's 2000 members of the elite family that are truly chosen. And the way that the numbers work out with the Georgia Guidestones, it gives everybody like 2000 to 2,500 personal slaves each. So it's like at, at the end of the day, the way that they want things is like, let's say that we're talking about Donald Trump just because that's, you know, who, who, we're, who we're talking about right now, Donald Trump, um, Melania Trump, all his kids, the Trump family, they each get 2,000 to 2,500 slaves, personal slaves that, that carry out their bidding. Um, and this is obviously grossly simplified because this will be happening probably, you know, I would say probably 50 to 100 years in the future if we're not already blown up as a world or, or you know, nuclear holocaust situation goes down. But just to try and make it relatable, elites will have massive amounts of slaves to where they don't even know how to really, uh, you know, interact or how to. I mean, the slaves are obviously going to get away with some shit that well, they, that they already have it. Uh, it's called, you know, Senate, Congress, president. You know, sure. that, that's all we are to them as slaves. You know, we get up, you and I break, go to work, break our back, you know, come home, do a podcast eat some dinner, maybe have a drink, spend some time with the family and repeat and repeat and repeat. And then you get two days off and then you have to do it again for five days. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's, we're their slaves through and through. Well, what's crazy too is like, you know, there's talk about, you know, going to a four day work week and all these things. There's some companies that are already implementing that. Um, So it's interesting. I'd be happy with four tens. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy with four tens or even four fives. I mean, I I think that you know, as far as as far as as far as our work week goes, compared to other countries in the world, Americans work so much more, but we mm. have a lower quality of life compared to. I mean, we have a higher quality of life, but we have much less freedom because not only because are we working so much. But because like our standards are so high, like have you ever noticed, dude, like no matter how much money you make, it seems like you're always broke because you spend that money as you get it. More money, more problems. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like you spend (laughs) like you can make, let's say, just to overly simplify it, you're making a thousand dollars a week. You can get up to fifteen hundred dollars a week. You're not going to set that five hundred dollars aside. You're going to spend that fifteen hundred a week the same way you're spending that one thousand a week. And it always just works out to where you're barely paying your bills. You're barely, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying you, I'm not saying anyone specifically. I'm just saying like, as a whole, that's what oh, yeah. fucking happens. And you can also take a 50% pay cut and still get by. So yeah. everyone spends the money that they have. Well, it's funny. Uh, last April, April 1st of 2020, I quit s- smoking cigarettes and started vaping. So my expenses went from, oh, uh, at the time, I think they were about eight, nine bucks a pack. And I was smoking just about two packs. My wife still smokes a pack will last her maybe about a week. Long story short, I spent about 
I don't know, 30 bucks a month on my vape juice or whatever. Now the initial purchase to, to get it, you know, you know, I'm going to put out a little bit of money, but the money that I'm, the point I'm getting at the money that I was having that I didn't have, like you said, I found other ways to spend it somehow, yeah. you know, whether, whether we buy extra stuff at the grocery store or, Oh, you know what? I, I like this, uh, you know, tool to use in the yard or whatever the fucking case may be, you know, you know, it, it's justified in your head that, Oh, I have all this, you know, I'm saving this money. Well, I might as well use it. And you know, you're still living paycheck to paycheck. Well, dude, I mean, like South Park, I, I dude, I quote South Park so fucking much on this show because they do such a good job at actually breaking down what's going on. Like you have Walmart, you know, the Walmart episode where, you know, there are tools that like, like you, you, you mentioned the tool that you need or whatever. Right. Walmart will say that there's this rollback on the socket wrench set that, you know, it's normally it's <laughs> 30 bucks and it's $15 today. You know, lucky you, you got $20 free. Here you no. go. Spend it. Yeah. You're not going to be able to find this the same price. So like, well, it, it's just such an intricate way to make sure that people feed their money into these consumer uh, you know, these consumer oriented organizations like Walmart, like Target, uh, you know, you name it. I know, uh, it was either last week or the week before, uh, a buddy of mine at work. Um, I kind of talk, I don't reference his name, but he, he gets mentioned quite a bit on my podcast, you know, not quite a bit, but in good ways. Um, and he came into work the one morning and he's like, dude, Lowe's is having this crazy deal on these yeah. you know, battery powered uh pressure washers so basically you know it's it's a portable one you hook your hose to it and then it turns it into a, a, a basically a pressure washer so he stopped it was like 26 bucks he said it was normally like a hundred hundred dollars or something he's like it was crazy and then uh he had mentioned craftsman i believe and, and none of these products support your show or my show in any way but um it was like a four tool out like a leaf blower, you know, combo package deal. And it was like 50 bucks. And when he went in to get it, there was another guy there buying like 40 of them and like basically wiping the shelves off. Maybe it wasn't 40, but it, it was a lot. And he, he looked at my buddy and he goes, yeah, I'm taking these and gonna turn around and sell them on eBay for, you know, or Amazon, you know, yeah. or Amazon for, for their original price and, and make some money. And it's, of course, yeah. and, and he was just like, dude what i get what you're doing but at the same time it's like you're screwing everybody else out of the sale but to go back to the original point they put a sale out like you said hey we're gonna roll it back you need this it no i i really don't like i even actually thought about going and getting one one of these power washers i have a gas power washer that sits in my basement <laughs> like you know what i mean like and and i ended up talking myself out of it but yeah, it was one of those things like oh wow that that's cool that's so easy and convenient yeah dude it's a, that's the thing man they have this shit down to a science and um it, it is kind of like that keeping up with the jones idea like you gotta you gotta have like the new shit if you can find something that's on sale you feel like you're beating the 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 walmarts of the world the amazons of the world if you get something cheap if you if you see something where it's like this is 80% off, dude. I fucking beat him over the head. And no, you didn't. You know what I mean? It took him three cents to make that thing that you're buying for $20. But Absolutely. Um, I do want to get into this thing where, you know, the, you know, you mentioned Lamont and, and we talked about him a second ago. Um, it's an interesting idea that this dude is, you know, he's a JP Morgan executive, very high level guy that's connected with the Pilgrim Society. And I just wanted to read this for podcast listeners. Um, you know, people that aren't checking out the visuals on YouTube, which you should be, you should yeah. fucking be. Okay. You know, it just dawned on me that this is the motherfucker that I, I, uh, I hinted at on our first episode that, cause I'm sitting here reading it as you did. I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds really, really freaking familiar. Yeah. He was the, the one that gave the, the, uh, he, he was the one that I, I, I had said on episode one of this, this show, uh, not this show, but this episode of, uh, part one of this episode about uh this thomas lamont giving 100 million to benito mussolini in, in 1926 so yeah this this is the same exact pdf article that, that yeah dude it's a great it's a great it's, little it's uh full it's a great read information absolutely and then you know i i 
I regret to say that I couldn't get through this uh, 350 page fucking book, essentially, that was a PDF. Yeah. It was there was too much information. I'll cite some of the stuff on here. But uh, this this um, uh, America's 60 families um, by Ferdinand Lundberg. Page 33. What a coincidence, right? Yeah, probably. It probably is actually a coincidence. But, you know, we're conspiracy theorists. So we'll say that it actually means something. Uh, we read this in this book here. An extraordinary, complex and resourceful personality like Thomas W. Lamont. This is the guy that you mentioned a couple of times um, who has been the brains of J.P. Morgan and company throughout the post-war period and was a mentor of Woodrow Wilson, probably the shittiest president of all time, just as a side note. Yeah. In Wilson's second administration, as well as uh, as of President Herbert Hoover throughout his fateful single term in the White House, has exercised more power for 20 years in the Western Hemisphere, has put into effect more final decisions from uh, from which where I'm sorry, from which there has been no appeal. And any other person. OK, um, Lamont has been the first Casul de facto. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know. They always love to use these foreign languages. I know it's so not 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 that I'm bashing on anybody foreign, but you know what I mean. Like as as a dumb white American, it's like how how the hell am I supposed to pronounce this? Consul, right? I mean, consul de facto. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that some uh, some frat kid or some shit's laughing at me, but I mean, it's just uh, it's goofy. Why don't you just say what it actually means, okay? Uh, in the in the invisible directory of post-war high finance politics, consulted by presidents, okay, prime ministers, governors, and central banks, the directing intelligence behind the Dawes and Young plans. Lamont is Protean. He is a diplomat, an editor, a writer, a publisher, a politician, a statesman, an international presence, an international presence as well as a financier. So, like you said just a second ago, Lamont's well known for arranging a hundred million dollar loan to Benito Mussolini in 1926, and J.P. Morgan always had a heavy interlock with the, the uh, defense contractors. So, Trump promoting these defense contractors, he really is just doing the same shit that we see constantly. Okay, we see this with Bush. But for some reason, he was kind of evoking the populist idea. So, you know, this is kind of goofy because I think that a lot of elites, um, you know, I think a lot of elites dodge the draft, but they're really focusing on Trump dodging the draft. Like he, you know, had this foot problem and he used five deferments and all these things. I think that they all do that. I mean, there's a whole great song written about him. And and to play devil's advocate to his side, he might not have actually been accepted. You know, I originally wanted to go into the Marine Corps and was all set to go. And I think it was about two, two weeks, maybe three weeks before I was getting ready to ship off for basic training. Um, I got a call from my recruiter and met with, you know, his higher up or whatever. And they're like, yeah, we, we, we were looking through your medical records and, and it looks like, you know, one of your doctors said you, you, you know, in here that you might have possible Oshkosh Slaughter's disease in your knees, which I didn't know what the fuck that was. Apparently it's a, a, a deterioration of your knees. Well, I went to my doctor when I was younger, I went through a growth spurt. I'm, I'm almost six, five. So I went through a heavy growth spurt one summer and yeah, my knees hurt. It's called growing pains. So in, in my pissed off state of mind, I was like, you know what, you know what, fuck you. First place I saw was the air force. It was right next door. I walked in and, and, and they took me, but you know, like I said, devil's advocate, he could have, they might not have accepted him. You can't go in if you have flat feet, you know, whatever. And still trying to figure out why they need to stare at your butthole at maps just to, you know, pass a physical, but whatever. It's weird. Definitely yeah. weird. Very weird. But yeah, dude, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that, um, you know, the, the same way too, just as a side note, you know, you mentioned this last time that he had, you know, some relations with the United Nations and he actually in this article, I, I don't know if this is where you saw it, 
but this is where they talk about yeah. that you know he hopped in uh, the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. but this this i thought was interesting too you know like in in, in 2005 when he married uh, melania it was at an uh, episcopal church and this is the version of the american version of the anglican church the it's, whole thing uh, it, the way we say it on the east coast is episcopalian okay um but you could be pronouncing it right for for your area you know what i mean well, yeah so i mean you have like the anglicans or the angelicans yeah. whatever you want to call it but yeah this is the word right here um angelican or uh, the church of england anglican yeah. episcopalian maybe um yeah no i've heard of that for sure i've never heard the term uh anglican before but no, sorry I... you're saying you're saying that this is pronounced episcopalian no uh up here um in 2005 in a ceremony at a episcopalian church oh okay yeah okay yeah there you go yeah i i, well, I just know that it's episcopal right or ep, ep, i don't know what the fuck you fucking pronounce these things dude <laughs> yeah. you know this is the you, problem. like i said you could be pronouncing it completely correct for you know that side of the the country because america is very diverse in their language and well, pronunciations of things I mean, how last night you didn't even know what a pierogi was. <laughs> yeah, realistically, I'm probably pronouncing it 100% wrong. I just, uh, you know, I read these words and that's all that it is. But yeah, Episcopalian actually makes a lot more sense. Um, so how would you say uh, like the Episcopal? Is it e- Episcopal? So right below your, your that one, right right there? Yeah, that's a, right here. That's a Episcopalian. But how would you say the church name? Like without the lien, like Episcopal, if you take off the I-A-N. Oh, Episcopal. Episcopal, okay. Yeah, and I could be completely wrong, but that's just how people... In, in no, I've heard that. I, I've heard Episco- Episcopal, but yeah, no, I, I say Episcopal, you know, personally. I, I You don't hear too many people talking about this shit. No, and, and so, I, I, knew what you, I knew what you meant when, 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 you, when you said it, but, you know... I'm going to just jump back. I could be completely saying it wrong too. No, you're, you're absolutely right about Episcopalian for sure. I know that for a fact, but yeah, no, I, I don't know how to pronounce these things. But as far as the Anglicans, I, I, fuck, you got me on that one. I have no idea. I've never heard of that. I say Anglican. I think that it's, you know, they say Angelicans, um, but I say Anglican because Anglo-American, you know what I mean? Mm. Like that's, that's why I say it that way. But I, you know, um, Angelican is probably what it really is. Oh, you because, know what? Yeah, yeah, I bet you're right with that one. The Angelican Church of England, or the Angelicans. This was the whole thing, dude. It's like, the, <clears throat> as you can see here, the the Crown Royalist loyalists, they were really all about the uh, Angelican or the Anglican Church, and so they had to change it to the Episcopalian whole idea. So it's very interesting that you see people getting married in these churches that are elites and they're all about that, you know, old school, you know, crown worshiping, uh, you know, trying to promote the the crown's ideas and all this shit. Um, but then when it gets a little more weird as to why Trump was possibly the, the reason that things, you know, needed to go his way. Oh, was look this, at that cozy picture. Yeah, I know they're all buddies. You know mm-hmm. that's the thing. And look at look at her looking at him, dude. She wants to suck his cock. Oh, she wants that big time. Yeah, and yeah, because Bill doesn't. He's not packing. Neither no. is Trump. But anyway, she's dude, a, you got. She probably this. wore the pearl necklace, trying to send a message. You know, can you give me one? Yeah, dude. Probably gonna melt pearls on her stomach. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, so you got this. Um, I think the way that you pronounce this is Aslan. Um, so yeah, you got me. No, well, yeah, so I've seen the picture, but I've now I couldn't tell you how to pronounce that. A Z T L A N. Yeah, when I heard how it was pronounced, it's like it sounds like Assland, but <laughs> it, it it literally I think it's Oslin. So okay. this is supposedly what Mexican states were. You got California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Mm-hmm. That was all part of Mexico before this war. Uh, the Mexican-American War in the 1800s. Um, so now this actually makes sense a little bit that what they're trying to do is really give this area back to Mexico because it will weaken. And when I say they, I'm talking about the pilgrims. 
The pilgrims want this area of the United States to go back to Mexico because it will, you know, take a lot of resources away from the United States. Um, you get a lot of resources coming out of Texas. You get a lot mm -hmm. of shit, a lot of shipping coming in from California. Um, and then obviously everything in the middle. You're not going to have this massive area that is Nevada, Utah, Arizona, uh, Colorado, and New Mexico be part of the area if Texas and California go away. So it's an interesting concept. And the reason that Trump was such a bad look for this whole agenda and why a lot of people jumped on board with him is because you had two, you know, terms, eight years of Obama sitting there basically leaving the border wide open and, and you know, allowing Mexicans to come in, illegal Mexicans. I have to, you know, put a big emphasis on that. Yeah. Letting illegal immigrants come in. And who knows who's coming in? It's not necessarily Mexicans, dude. It's all kinds of people. No, it's a lot of different South American countries. Well, maybe not even South Americans. Maybe it's Chinese. Maybe it's Middle yeah. Eastern. I mean, you know, as long as you get to Mexico or you get to, you know, yeah, literally Mexico, you can come in through any one of these these border states. So it's a serious problem. But the reason that uh, that it threw a lot of people off that, you know, maybe Trump is going against the agenda is because he was acting like he was going to really put a stop to this. But then little do we know, you know, Joe Biden's going to come back in and just completely wipe out all of that work. So there's more right. people coming across that border than ever. Doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Uh, let's get into some pictures here, dude. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do it. We got yeah, some look at cool that motherfucker. Pictures. Yeah, dude, you got, you got Charles here. Charles is a big, Charles is the big dick in this whole room. Okay. He's now, the one that died, right? No, Philip died. Philip. Okay. I always get those two confused. Philip yeah, is dude. the one that said when he, he does die, he wanted to come back as a virus or something like that. Yeah. I, I, was that Charles or Philip? I don't know. Do you, I don't, who, I don't know. They both look like retarded zombies. English zombies. You know, yeah, I, don't, dude. I don't know. Nothing against our English listeners, but uh, no. England kind of sucks. So yes, you have. But, yeah. The Royal Society of England sucks. The, the, the common people over there they, they they got their shit together yeah they seem I, like they are but then again they still support a fucking queen so it's kind of yeah stupid. on a side but, note have you seen what's going on in kazakhstan i dude i've heard about it but i haven't really paid too much attention to it all, it's crazy though I yeah it, it's it's nuts that's that's a whole completely other episode but anyway back to back to these pictures well and what's funny is a lot of people didn't even know that kazakhstan was a real place because of borat oh really yeah, like a, a ah, ton dude, of people there, didn't know Kazakhstan's a real country. One of the few books I ever read was called Biohazard, and I do not know the author's name, um, but it, it was about a um, Kazakhstan. He, 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 it was controlled by Russia at the time, but he was a virologist um, and worked on like you know weaponizing all these horrible diseases like you know anthrax and what have you. But he defected to the United States and, you know, ended up writing a biography or autobiography or something like that. But it, it was a really good book. But that's how I knew. I was like, oh, Kazakhstan. You know, I've heard of that. I read that in a book, some, you know, somewhere. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird that people don't know of, of these countries, you know. And, and I can't really knock anybody, but uh, <laughs> I might piss our American audience off but most americans don't know shit about the world it's the other other countries in the world that know shit about everything yeah yeah dude yeah that, that it always really surprises me when i hear like canadians talk about the united states or australians mm -hmm. and then you know that's why i'm trying to learn a lot about australia right now is or even russians dude yeah russians know a shit ton about the united states yeah and and we and I said this a while ago, um, not on any podcast or anything. I don't think Putin's the bad guy. I, they, they, they always try to play him out to be, but I don't know. Uh, you talk to some Russians and yeah, what we're getting told is a complete and utter lie about who he really is and how, how their country's ran. Well, yeah, I, I, there is a weird paradox there because Russians kind of have to talk nice about them because if they don't talk nice about them their family will get killed even if they're not you know living in the country of russia you know if they're here in the united states lex free uh what was it lex friedman i think he's one that you know he, he grew up in the ussr um 
and you know he probably has some family still over there and so he can't really say anything too bad about them you know what i mean because like supposedly putin will kill you if you say negative shit about him uh now this could be propaganda could be i mean just the few russian people that i've talked to on on telegram over the past year um it was completely different you know what i mean i mean they would bash and and you know just like we would with with our president you know if 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 he's doing something dumb and retarded you know they you know they're speaking out about it but yeah i I don't know it's just weird you know why why russia has always been our big enemy and and not other ones that probably need to be looked at a little more closely like you know china well and maybe uh london you know the london elite like maybe we need to go after them a little bit but no yeah i i also know that a lot of russians hold putin in high regard because when the ussr fell he did everything that he could to make sure that russia didn't go with them so with all these other countries you know there was a lot of crime and shit back then uh and the dude's a straight up killer he's a g He's a yeah. G. You can't say he that is he's a, a pussy like our president. You know, Biden is a fucking loser. Mm. Um, you can't really. And, and yeah, you know, if we're talking fist fights, if we're talking gun fights, uh, Putin that dude's all always, of our presidents. He, he's always packing. You know, BNX KGB, uh, I forget where I heard it. This was years ago. They, someone pointed out the way he walks and he walks a certain way and doesn't swing one arm because uh, that arm is his gun hand. That yeah. you know, he needs to be able to go go after it real quick. But I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to these, you know, English elite. Yeah, dude. No, yeah, you, you're right, though, man. Yeah, Putin has some some shit going for him. But yeah, so look at this picture, though. You know, this, this thing. If you're uh, on YouTube here, you got you got uh, Prince Charles. You got Donald Trump. You can see. Notice this dude's face. You know, Trump's smiling, and and this dude kind of looks disgusted, right? Uh, yeah. Charles does. Um, there's other pictures where he looks the same way. This is Hillary Clinton. Look at he Charles's was, face. Same yeah, face. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you to talk to me? Is is the look on on his face that I I get? Like, yes. You know, and, well, and, who, and this is, is interesting is, too. You know, his that, wife, right? The wife. Uh, what's her name? I forget her name. Uh, Prince Charles' wife, but she's like the Duchess of some shit. Something. And she is fucking slandering the shit out of joe biden right now because he farted in front of her and do you have you heard that story he farted in front of her he farted super loud and she hasn't like stopped talking about it this was like months um, ago and she yeah, keeps i do remember it. hearing about that that oh well the motherfucker comes out and shits his pants too so <laughs> in front of the pope well think yeah. about this think about this they are wasp elite. They're Protestant elite, whether it's uh, Episcopalian or whether it's fucking, you know, obviously over here, it's Anglican or Anglican, whatever. And, the, and he's a Catholic guys, president. Yes, he's the second Catholic president. So she's like, she has no problem talking shit about what he's saying or what he's doing. So it's very interesting. Now, here you have Obama. Um, he's smiling at him. You know, it looks all it looks all sweet. Um, Bush another serious face going on mm-hmm. um this is the hw bush and no he was a piece well. of shit yeah i mean they're all pieces of shit right yeah now here you have mitch mcconnell and his chinese spy of a wife uh right here alongside uh charles now i said a while ago that i thought that charles is absolutely uh the one in charge and it seems like he's really stepping up and he's showing himself to be the one in charge not because of these pictures, but because of what's going on. You know, Queen right. Elizabeth is having her health problems. She's getting very up there in age. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised she's still walking around. Me too. She looks like this dude right now, Prince Philip. Mm-hmm. Now, check this out right here. Look at this this main flower, right? This emblem, this his biggest emblem. It's got Queen Elizabeth's face in it. It's got the five petals of this big. Uh, so just notice that shape, right? Okay. So you see that shape on Prince Philip, and then go back up here to the first picture that we showed of Charles and Trump. Oh shit! I Weird, didn't even right? notice that the first time. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I tried to kind of leave that out on purpose, but yes. Yeah, so you have the same, same exact flower, this five-petaled flower. Now remember the the Sphinx that were holding up this shit, the five fingers and the and the fist. Yep. Now, check this out, dude. So I'm going to go uh, type in the um, 
It's a uh, flower <laughs> that smells like a corpse. That's what I'm typing in here. Uh, I'm going to go to images here. Oh, I've heard of this flower. Um, yeah, they used it for its rotten meat is what this thing smells like. Look at that shit. Yeah. yeah. What is the name of this flower? Because I I've actually looked into this flower back in the day because I, I do like to uh, landscape and, and plant a garden and what have you. But it, it came across, I don't know, a YouTube thing many years ago. Uh, let's see the name of the flower. Because, yeah, they were using it for Travis Scott's. Uh... Refleshia? Uh, giant rainforest, blah, 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 blah. dead corpse flower. I I think that's what I heard it was called, just the, the corpse flower or something like that, maybe. Yeah, dude. So you have I'm, the crown, since stink, six stinky plants. Let's look. We're just, we're just looking right now, you know, yeah. we're shopping for flowers. Okay. Well, my pictures are taking some time to pull out. But yeah, dude, no, it's it's fascinating that you have this this flower that seems to have some ritualistic components to it. Okay, so the pictures are just kind of taking some time to pop up. But I think it's the uh, like we said, it's the rotten corpse mm-hmm. flower. So dude, there's some flowers there's... that actually eat baby monkeys. Like it's crazy. Really? Yeah, like they're they're cannibalistic flowers. They're found in you know your tropical regions, mainly down in like you know south america and what have you but yeah it there's some you know everybody thinks oh the venus flytrap well there's some bigger fucking plants out there that that literally eat birds and and baby monkeys and shit yeah dude it's a weird deal well yeah there's like the uh carnivorous uh plants and things that's what mm-hmm. you're referring to but yeah dude it's a i can't find the name of it off off hand here but yeah it's a weird no, little deal good. that you have this same oh there we go uh Rafflesia. Rafflesia. Okay, I was pronouncing her. I was like Rafflesia. <laughs> yeah, Rafflesia. Rafflesia Arnoldi. It's a genus of parasitic flowering plants in the family Rafflesianaceae. I'm going to try that. The species have enormous flowers, the buds rising from the ground or directly from the lower stems of their host plants. So it's a parasitic deal. But yeah, dude, um, I mean, That's you crazy. can look at that and you can see that this is, I mean, that's what that shit is right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then this is what Philip has as his, like, you know, the most emphasized metal, the one that's in front of all the other ones is the same exact thing. So I don't know what that means, dude. I don't know if that means that like, you know, maybe they're, they're just like kind of, you know, throwing their shit out there for everybody to see, but they'll always put it right in front of your face and you know, obviously with the picture before that, I didn't even pay attention to his lapel. You know what I mean? I was. Yeah. Even though it's a bright red thing, right? Yeah. I mean, like it's, yeah, it's, it was bright red, <laughs> but we're so conditioned not, not to look at these shit. So. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, it, it, it's kind of obvious. It seems that Trump is definitely involved in that stuff. You know, his 40, his 40 um, Wall Street building has had David Rockefeller inside. I mean, he's had tons and tons of people. Uh, rent office space in 40 uh, Wall Street that, um, you know, it, it would make sense when he got married in the Episcopalian church. There's there's definitely something there, too. You know, he could go to all kinds of different churches, but he chooses this one uh, between that Episcopalian church and then the Wall Street church. There's a hundred uh, members as of 2016. There's a hundred members of the Pilgrim Society that are members of both of those churches okay so um, isn't that right the, the uh, episcopal cathedral of saint john the divine yes sir yeah it sure is so you know you have you have reason to think that yes this dude is is absolutely a, a tool of the crown and you know there was that that girl the high school girl that did an experiment to see how all the presidents uh dude, you know that, that was trippy yeah, and they all go back to the crown. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I heard this a while ago. And they're all related. Knowing. What's that? And they're all related. They're all related because they're related to King George. So this yeah. is the whole problem where it's like, you know, we when when you hear that and then you can't put it to a name, you can't put put the the problem, you can't pin it on an organization. The organization that you pin it on is the Pilgrim Society, dude. That's who it is. So mm-hmm. 
there's also another theory. If you're looking at these names here, the Pilgrim's Network, you hear the 13 Illuminati families. You can see quite a few of them on here. Rothschild is not on here because they are a Jewish family, supposedly. Um, but so is Schiff. I mean, Schiff's another Jewish family. And, and Jacob Schiff, or John Schiff, the son of Jacob Schiff.